Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, over All-Star Weekend, the Lakers apparently did a whole bunch of drinking and they are really hungover and they are really not happy with each other. We got a lot to get to. All-Star Weekend um, was, for the most part, really cool. Maybe arguably the worst uh, slam dunk contest ever. Three-point contest was great, though, I thought. The skills challenge was fun. I really enjoyed uh, the Antetokounmpo aspect of that. Uh, the game was great. Uh, the the honoring of 75 players was, was really awesome. Uh, I, I thought a lot of it was handled really well, and the NBA did a really good job of celebrating where it's come from and and also celebrating where it's going. And, uh, you know, with with the way that it all played out, that should have been the story. But, you know, for Lakers fans today uh, and over the, the entirety of this last long weekend, uh, the story is the leaks and counter leaks and, you know, clear rift in the organization between Team Clutch and Team Palinka and how... Various parties are handling that is interesting, uh, but not exactly surprising. So here's what we know. We know that the Russell Westbrook trade to this point has been a disaster. Uh, the Lakers, whether how far into title contention you considered them last year, they have gone from that to <laughs> this, right? Just wave, waves generally at the building being on fire. And... You know, in that time, obviously, the Lakers have had rotten injury luck, and the aging process has set in. Where, yeah, LeBron, uh, when healthy, is still one of the most productive players in the NBA. The issue is, though, like he just hasn't been healthy. Some of it is, you know, really freaking in injuries, right? Where you have uh, somebody diving into his his ankle. Uh, AD has suffered that same kind of rotten luck as well, where, you know, somebody dives into his foot and then he lands on Rudy Gobert's, or somebody dives into AD's knee and he lands on Rudy Gobert's foot. And, you know, some of that, some of those bumps and bruises are are of the freak accident variety. That said, this, this is a team headed by a 37-year-old LeBron James and a you know, not exactly young Anthony Davis, not to say that he is ancient or anything like that, but, you know, given the way that he plays and what he demands of his body, that he is somebody who uh, is going to be dealing with injuries. I think some of the injury narrative goes a little too far with him, but this is the reality. It's that, you know, over the course of since they won the championship, uh, I didn't think he showed up in shape. And I understand why. Uh, right after they won a championship. And he's been kind of trying to play catch-up ever since. This year, he showed up bigger because he thought that that's what was necessary in order to play center. And uh, again, playing catch-up. So maybe with a whole offseason where he's more realistic about what he needs of his body, if he's going to play more center, uh, we, we're looking at a different Anthony Davis next year. But for right now, the Lakers are built and predicated on having both of those guys available and healthy and productive. And for far too much of the last couple seasons, they haven't been. And the Lakers have, have looked as you would look if you were built on a foundation 
and that foundation suffered some erosion. That wasn't helped, however, by lowering the margin for error with the Russell Westbrook trade. And and what we have seen is a big three that isn't overwhelming when they're out, out there together. And, you know, also haven't been out there together enough to get the reps to maybe become overwhelming. This is all the context that is that that you're coming into All-Star Weekend with. And what we have seen since All-Star Weekend kicked off, basically, is a whole a series of leaks from all kinds of people within the Lakers organization who are trying to make trying to distance themselves from a role in getting the Lakers to where they are right now, where a few seasons ago, they're a championship team with assets, with some flexibility in, in, in spending. Uh, and, and only two off seasons later, they are a mess. They don't have assets. They spent them all on a player who uh, has not lived up to expectations and you know they're heading into this last offseason potentially. It, it, look, we don't even have to say potentially. I think LeBron is gone after this next year, and the Lakers now kind of have to have a really difficult conversation with themselves internally. Of all right, we know that this guy is already talking about ending his career in Cleveland. He's talking about when he's free. Right, uh, he's going to make some decision on uh, where he finishes up his career, and it's going to be where. Bronny is drafted. Maybe the Lakers are planning on drafting Bronny, but at the same time, LeBron wants them to use all of their picks to go out and get him more win now help. Uh, and and what we have resulted with the, the 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 end game here is just a really ugly dynamic of a a a public essentially. It's it's private in that it's a lot of anonymous sourcing and stuff like that but it has become public this fight for power within the Lakers organization and you know it's clear LeBron wants Palenka fired it's pretty it's it's become very evident he's out there you know subtweeting Palenka with with praise of other executives um and and you know that's how he handles things he's a very passive aggressive person and this is how he handles things and as a result, the you know Jeannie now has to make a decision. Does she stick with loyalty? Does she stick with Kobe's guy? Kobe, you know, the, the one of the last parts of Kobe's legacy here, um, in terms of his presence in the organization. Does she she stick with him being Rob Palenka, or does she stick with LeBron, who took them from the lowest parts of the franchise's history to championships and also made a bad gamble that put that helped put the Lakers here in the first place. I look, I, I I think we all kind of know which way Jeannie is probably going to lean on this one. My guess is she sticks it out with Rob and the Lakers cut ties with Clutch as an agency in, in the same way that they have operated while LeBron has been here. And how that looks, how that plays out is going to be really fascinating. Looking ahead, though, after this ordeal is really kind of interesting here for the Lakers because, all right, let's say Jeannie does stick it out with Rob and they cut ties with Clutch and, you know, they try to enter in that into that next phase of the organization's history 
um, kind of hitting the reset button. Do you jumpstart that reset by trading LeBron and by trading Anthony Davis? Do you risk pissing off LeBron and the ramifications across the league if you end that the relationship before he's necessarily ready to end it? Uh, all of those questions is, are, are, are going to be really interesting to see how they handle them. But I think the other thing here that has really come to light in ways that I don't think they're comfortable with organizationally is the number of now casual fans who are aware of the organization structure at the top where it's Genie, it's the Rambi, and it's Tim Harris, right? And those, those four are basically the decision makers at the very top. And then it's on Rob Palinka to kind of see out their vision and execute their vision. And again, look, I, Lynn, Jeannie's relationship and her friendship with Linda is not going anywhere. And those of you who are asking for her to sell the team, never happening. Linda is not going anywhere. Jeannie is not going anywhere. Um, not how it certainly isn't happening anytime soon. They're going to have to go through some serious embarrassment uh, for that to happen, for that structure to change. So you basically just kind of hope for, and this is what kind of drives me the most insane, you hope that people figure it out without any real accountability on themselves. Uh, the, <laughs> if, if you basically uh, take away the thing that we learn from the most, uh, which is failure and the repercussions of that failure, if you take that away, it makes it really difficult to learn. And look, they should there should be a lot of lessons to learn here. That's why, by the way, we're getting all these leaks, right? Because people uh, are more interested in covering their asses than actually fixing the mistakes that led the Lakers here in the first place. So Jeannie, not going anywhere. Linda, not going anywhere. Kurt, not going anywhere. Tim, obviously, not going anywhere. And probably also Rob Palenka, not going anywhere here. And we basically, as a fan base, have to hope that they, on their own volition, learn the lessons that were uh, taught to them by this failure that has been this year and that has been the last couple years since they won that championship. And <laughs> I, you want to ask me how confident I am that people who have no accountability learn from their mistakes? Not very not very confident. That's not normally how the world works. Maybe it works out. Maybe I am <laughs> worried for no reason. Fine. I would love to be proven wrong, but this is not something that I, I have a lot of confidence in the Lakers for. And by the way, all this nepotism and all, you know, the, the cronyism that exists at the very top of the Lakers, like if you're Masai Ujiri, if you're Bob Myers, if you're Sam Presti and that job becomes available and you know that stepping in that like you are going to be micromanaged by a failure in Kurt Rambis, a crony in Linda Rambis and in an heiress in Jeannie Buss. Like if that's going to be the people who are overseeing you and uh, telling you what you can and cannot spend and all of those things, then that Lakers job looks a lot worse than it might have looked 
a, a little while ago, before we saw some of these warts and how things run at the very top. And it, it just leads you back to, you got to hope that Rob figures it out. You got to hope that Jeannie and Linda and Kurt and Tim, they figure it out. Uh, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Uh, and, and what it's pretty clear at this point is that they are going to head out on their own kind of path here after LeBron leaves, whether it's via free agency or via trade or whatever. Uh, but after LeBron leaves, these people who have run the Lakers, helped run the Lakers into the ground, are going to be in charge of everything. And I don't know what to predict at that point. And I'm, I might know what to predict at that point, and I might just be coping uh, being the homer that I am. Because, you know, there are steps along this path that lead us to a certain place, and we might want to ignore that endgame. We, we might want to ignore the incompetence. But uh, we do so at our own risk. Other than that, though, everything's great. Fantastic. Everybody's in a great mood. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Uh, make sure you check out. We're getting back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, we had a long weekend because of the holiday yesterday. Uh, so we will be right back to how we normally run things. Check out Spaces today. Get your questions in the form of a five-star review. I'll answer those at the beginning of the show. And, uh, and we'll go from there. We'll see where, where that conversation leads to after I answer those questions. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.